Hello and welcome. I'm Jillian Raymond, the co-creator of Juicy Bits and a Coalition Snow ambassador. And I'm Jen Gorecki, your co-host and the CEO of Coalition Snow. For those of you who are new, get ready to laugh, cry, and maybe pee your pants a little. Juicy Bits is about taking the conversations that we start on the chairlift and at the trailhead and bringing them to you to explore alternative narratives that challenge the status quo about what it means to be a modern woman in the outdoors. Grab your helmet because sometimes it's a bumpy ride. FYI, friends, this podcast is for mature audiences, so you've been warned. Let's get to work and juice the patriarchy. Oh, I have, this is my piece de resistance for you on my re-entry. Now that I no longer get to wear a mask or have to wear a mask, rather, I have to monitor my chin hair like it's a fucking part-time job. I did not realize how quick these little fuckers grew um, how I need tweezers in like every pocket. And to me, that's, I realized was my silver lining of mask mandates was just letting it all hang out. Well, Jillian, I have to say I can empathize with you because while I'm not overly concerned about what's happening on my chin, um, my sort of re-entry into the world has included dating people again. So I'm managing hair all over my body, uh, you know, and, and certainly having those inner, the inner dialogue of like, that's just the patriarchy telling you you're not good enough and you can keep it grown out. And then, you know, but also, you know, getting naked with strangers, there's cleanup. There's a lot of cleanup happening over here. And, you know, I have hair on my toes that literally looks like I have spiders like posting up on my feet. So I sometimes even do it to, yes, yes, we have the inner dialogue hundred percent imposed upon us to, to look a certain way and be hairless. But there's also times where I'm like, I don't really want to startle strangers now that I'm wearing flip-flops. So this is a little less related to, um, coming back into the world, you know, in our sort of endemic stage, but it's more just in hair management where I'm like, okay, I thought I had a lot of this kind of dialed. I thought I've had a lot of really come to, you know, self-love, a place of self-love, right? And then I'm like, oh my God, what's that? I'm like, oh, it's fucking hair on my toes. It's not like a huge spider. Someone's going to smash my foot down because I've been wearing flip-flops. If I'm going ski boots to flip-flops because that's, we have, we have May and March now. That's what happened um, these last two weeks. Yeah. So yeah, we have a lot. No, it's definitely, it's definitely getting hot in here, Jillian. (laughs) It's getting hot over here. It's, you know, in the last, let's see. So, so the last time that you and I recorded together, what has changed? Let's see. No mask mandates anymore. Um, I'm back out into the world traveling again, seeing friends. I put myself back on hinge because, so, all right. I have been very happily single for 
many a month now. Uh, many, very happy. Like pretty much just kind of like, I need no one in my fucking space except for people like you, OBS, friends. Yes. But otherwise I'm like, I don't need it. And then I went up to Portland to do some events with Next Adventure, which is an outdoor gear shop that carries coalition skis and snowboards. And I was really, I had so much anxiety about going up there because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to talk to strangers for the first time, like lots of strangers for the first time in a long time. And I don't get to like be on my couch behind a Zoom Zoom screen. I have to like face to face, that not even FaceTime, just face to face it with people. And I was super nervous about it. And went up there, ended up having a great time. And on that drive back, because I I drove from Reno, I was just thinking to myself, like, it's time, Gorecki. Like, you have got to get yourself back out into the world. It's been two years since you've really done anything. Um, and it's time, like, you you have to, like it's so easy to fall on those habits of just, you know, riding your bike or skiing during the day and then you cook dinner and then you're on your couch and then, you know, obviously you work in between then, but like not a high, not a lot of motivation to hang out with people. And so I told myself like, you're going to, you, I'm good. I've forced myself to get back out into the world. And so then I got on hinge and wow. Also anyone is dating in 2022, different than it was in early 2020, because it is for me. It's <laughs> wild out there. No complaints. No one's complaining. But holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> so yeah, full on, full on, like re-entry into the world. It feels like, um, I don't know, Jillian, I'm excited about life again for the first time in a long time. Well, I can um, empathize in respect to the um, kind of enjoyment I had in being really insular in COVID. Granted, I have, you know, my little, our little tripod, you know, Brennan and I, um, he wasn't traveling nearly as much. Um, Micah is not so much immune to some of the, um, you know, some of the COVID complications because she had her own little share of, you know, four-year-old disappointment, but we could see a lot through her eyes. And I'm a really social being, but I, in many instances was like, I do not want to be around people. I actually realized I don't like people that much. And I like, you know, the the ones I like to be around. So it's been hard to be like, no, remember, like, you're actually like the friendly gal on the lift. Like you're actually nice to people in public places. You actually socialize because I caught myself and I, I, I don't think this human is listening, but if they are, here's your apology. I was still wearing masks, even when some of the mask mandates were starting to lift, right? And I'm in uh, the the little convenience shop getting DEF and something else for the for the sprinter. Everyone's masked, and this this person walks in without a mask, and I literally Jen turn around, threw my mask, and say, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And they were like, "Excuse me," and I was like, "Oh my god, Jillian, like look away, like you need to go home, like you can't be in public, you can't start." you know, attacking strangers that, that don't have a mask on, like you're not in, you're not in charge of everyone. So I had a lot of those moments of, and I just actually said nothing and looked away because I caught myself many a time over these last two years, feeling like I had to protect myself, protect community. It just really felt muddled. And what I'm appreciating right now is there's a few spots that I frequent that still have very clear 
please wear your mask. All of our employees are masked. And I don't know how long that'll last. And I don't envy them having to enforce it. But I'm like, right on. I still keep them in the totes. Now the te- the tweezers are in the totes with the masks and the lip balms and the things I need. But the Yeah, now we have to have lip balms. Now there's like not only not only cute lip balms, You're but also the, the cute lipsticks. Ears. Also, watch out, Hinge, because I have three new lip gloss balm cute things. It's cute. There's a lot. You don't see it now because I'm on my couch with you drinking wine, as everyone knows. But cute stuff, cute colors, cute spring colors, very nice things happening there. Yeah, it is like... The thing about masks, um, I mean, if everyone who's listening probably knows, you and I were very pro-mask. We didn't have a problem wearing masks. We, we wore a mask with no complaint and just did it. I will say, however, what I have noticed um, is there's it's so much less tense out in society now that there's no mandates. Like, I find myself, I occasionally will still wear, I mean, I've been flying a bit, so I've obviously been wearing my mask in the airport and on on the flights, Um, but like people aren't being hectic about it. You go into the grocery store and you're not mad at people. Like I am fundamentally less annoyed with people now than I was when we had the mask mandate because I couldn't stand it when people wouldn't follow it for the exact same reason of like, can we just all agree to protect communities here? Like this is like the smallest sacrifice that we can make. Also, everyone knows you motherfuckers who are running around talking about freedom. You 100% haven't done shit for reproductive rights um, and anything around abortion. But okay, yeah, your mask is serious. So like I would just be filled with an incredible amount of resentment around like, why can't we just make this happen so this goes away faster and we can protect people? But I don't know. It kind of has been a good thing to not, it's, life just feels less hectic. Like I'm less mm, frustrated and uh, disappointed. And because you just can't, when there's no mandate, you can't judge people. as like That was like the mask was such a signal mm-hmm. of what, what side were you on. Mm-hmm. No, I think you nailed it there. There is a, there is like a lifting or a little less, um, you know, the air is a little less thick metaphorically. Cause like, yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't, now I look out and I'm kind of like, oh, well we don't have them on. Like we went, um, you know, we spent a lot of time outside too. So that was kind of been helpful to, you know, in, in getting through these last few years, but you know, indoors really just, again, following the mandate, thinking about protecting community and then just sort of embracing like, well, I don't have any symptoms. I feel good. We can go in and we can do this. And, um, a little bit of a, yeah, a little bit of a freedom with that. I will say, I also appreciate the fact that I'm hoping to see less mask trash. Um, now that the snow melt is melting, um, my daughter and I, and I usually, we kind of promote this at our school, you know, it's around Tahoe, the, the, the snow melts. We're coming up on Cesar Chavez day of service. We're coming up on, um, you know, our earth week events that we do at school and we do a ton of trash cleanup. And I'm hoping to see a lot less of that as an issue of just masks glittered everywhere, hopefully, because we're not consuming that um, at the rate that we were. Um, yeah. I will say, though, I think one thing that's worth talking about that I don't I don't necessarily hear it being um, spoken about publicly all that often. Um, like, we're still not OK. Like, there's a there's a collective trauma that. I think a lot of people are feeling like I, it really, 
So I was in Colorado a couple weeks ago. Uh, we had got the coalition had gone there to participate in the Bhutan Fest, which was an event that Wild Barn Coffee put on where 200 plus women showed up. We skinned up to the top of a peak. I like a hill. It was nice. Nice leisurely skin up. Uh, and you know if I'm saying it's leisurely. It was a leisurely skin up. And then we skied down naked. So I was I was in Colorado for that. And then we started our demo tour. And it was probably like day five or day six into this trip into Colorado, which I had driven out from Reno. I kind of had some COVID PTSD. Like I, I went to a great concert in at the Larimer Lounge in, in Denver. And I was reflecting on, it was like the weekend and I was reflecting on everything that I had done the week before with like skiing at Steamboat and going to the concert and being at this event and seeing friends. And I felt super fucked up. Like, oh my God, look at all these things that I just did in like the last six days, which is more than what I've kind of done in two years. And I, and I was, you know, staying with Cambo the ex, you know, that I hadn't seen in two years and the dogs didn't remember me. And I was like, whole, I know it was awful. And I was like, holy fuck life stopped. Like things were, things were bad. Like, I feel like I was so much in the everyday, like I got to make this work. Like I run a bit, I run multiple businesses and have teams of people across continents. And so I felt like COVID for me was so much about managing the teams and and trying to make sure that other people, like the people who worked for me and with me, felt um, safe and felt good about our our working situation and you know like getting the team in Kenya vaccinated and making sure the team here felt supported with masks in the shop and like you know do we have enough money in increasing people's wages and just like dealing with all the emotional um trauma during covid i feel like that's like every day i was just like dealing with all this other stuff and so for the first time on that weekend i like kind of thought about my experience and i was like holy fuck it's been fucking hard like it's been sh- it's been harder than i recognized cuz i was so in it that it took getting out of it and reflect and looking back, even just like a month back and being like, dang, I've been fucked up too. And I think we're like, we're all still fucked up. So I think yes. And, but that experience and that collective trauma, which everyone had varying levels, you know, I kind of think it on like, almost like this continuum of trauma. Cause I think there are some people that are still very thick in it, whether their um, housing, their employment, relationships. I mean, the amount of people that were, maybe they were going to get divorced before COVID, but got divorced during it. The idea of, you know, just shifting and sharing space, um, not being able to start a business, not being able to keep a business. But I think that sense of kind of resilience and that collective trauma will serve us in ways that we cannot see quite yet. Though it's important to recognize, like you said, that you're so in it, when you can step out, you're able to like understand how it could be impacting you moving forward. And that sense of a little like a, you know, a post-traumatic stress situation, which I think we'll have um, multiple iterations of for all of us as we move out of this. I mean, I I think I heard it and it made a lot of sense. We're not really going to hit like a COVID zero, right? It's going to be something that we're living with. 
And, but we're not going to, again, no mask mandates. We're not going to be, I think of these, these kids, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here in my van and looking at my, my booster seat and, and car seats, you know, this little carpool and the kids literally, you know, two days a week at the elementary school, we're getting marched down to the office, temperatures taken and, and COVID swabbed and then tested and sent back to their classrooms. And to me, I'm like, that's something you would almost read in like a science fiction book. But it's something that was happening in our little community of a few thousand people up the road at elementary and the kids around like germ phobias and just this sense of, do I have it and what's wrong with me and what that will mean for them in, in respect of um, their emotional health. And then also I think just their relationship to infectious diseases and germs. Because one thing I will say is I hope that people who have symptoms choose to wear masks or stay home. I hope hand washing sticks around. I hope there's movement in those large gathering spaces that people have that compassion towards like doesn't it feel good to be healthy like that sense of uh gratitude for for when we are healthy and not um laid up with with a sickness that's that's highly contagious and i think that resilience will again will serve us in ways that we can't see yet because i do i do know people they're in our circles jen they're they're those that we spend time with and they're those that we understand you know on other levels that are still um in pretty tough um, situations, I think, based on yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. Well, but it's, but we have, with the question we need to ask are, are we still in a pandemic? Are we in a pandemic or is it an endemic? Like, like, if, like for all, for pretty much like everything's just moving forward. Like besides having to wear a mask on an airplane and maybe in a hospital, like everything everything is moving forward and, and, and really going back to like before times, whether you like it or not. So I'm not actually saying it's good or bad. It just is like, and it's, I don't, it's just really wild to think about it. It's really wild. So fucking wild. As we're talking about it right now, I almost feel like we're, I'm outside of myself listening to us being like, what are they talking about? What did they just live through? What did, what just happened? And that sense of two years in a blip only because I like to think I haven't like aged a day. I will say that this filter on the Zencaster is really, it, it does nice things for me. Um, the filter is good, but let's be honest. I've fucking aged. <laughs> Anyone who's like, I have a, like there are, there are lines on my forehead. There are stress marks on my forehead that my will never, I can't even pull them apart and I can't even pull them. Like they're never going. And that is from like ye- two years of like stress. Like, you know, when you like furrow your brow and you're like, Ugh. also it might be because I still only have a 13 inch screen and I should probably wear glasses and maybe get like a bigger um, screen. Cause you know, spreadsheets and things, but yeah. Anywho, I've certainly <laughs> aged. I'm definitely exhausted. I think that a lot of people are still suffering. I mean, just so to give everyone context, we're filming this. We're not filming. We're recording this on March 29th. It was just two nights ago that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock mm-hmm. at the Oscars. Yeah, we're not okay. Yeah. We're I- not okay. Like, but to me, like, Anything that wants to be said about that, we're not. And this is something that when we were like debriefing it um, in our cold, like we were just chatting about it at, 
in our team meeting at coalition, that's what Sarah, our operations manager says. She's like, we're not okay. And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, that's what explains all this. We're all still fucked up. Everyone's fucked up. Like we're actually not okay, but we're, but we live in a society that's telling us everything's okay. Carry on. No more masks, travel, go out, do all these things. And so like, it's like, it is like you said, this out of body experience where you're like doing all these things like you used to do, except for you're looking down on yourself being like, what the fuck are you doing? You weren't doing this two months ago. Now you're doing like all these weird, weird feelings, weird yeah, things. Like weird feelings about potentially thinking about feeling regular again, so to speak. I don't really like the normal. I don't like the return to normal because I don't think that there was a lot that I want to return to, you know, back no. to. And what does that even what does that even mean? But I'll say one of my more positive experiences on some early reentry was us down um, at the um, High Sierra Yurt for cat skiing. And I remember being really mm-hmm. nervous about it. But what I loved about it was we all talked about the fact that we were nervous. We all took tests. We were like doing our things. But I remember getting in the car and there's, you know, four of us and only one chose to kind of have their mask on. And I thought, well, should I have my, and I remember for like an hour of the drive, I'm just having this like, you know, constant, you know, just cycle of mental exhaustion of like, well, if I had mine on, but what if I breathed in this? Did I, should I, did I disrespect her? And just this, this dialogue to the point where I was like, I can't wait to actually open up and talk about this with this safe group of humans. And I guess I would offer that up right now is the, that to me, one is one of those reminders of you need to be able to say what you're thinking and feeling to get past that. So maybe it was like anxiety. It was a little bit of stress. It was like uncertainty and it was just wanting to feel at ease and comfort and enjoy. But what it took was being around the right set of people that I felt like I could say that to and, and with, and then everyone have their own safe space, if you will. And I don't know if we say safe spaces anymore, maybe that brave space or just that sense of um, wanting to move past all that and just fucking enjoy being in a yurt with a group of humans and not worry like, oh my God, I just like breathed in that from the wood burning stove. Do I now have COVID? Like I'm actually looking forward to those thoughts fully exiting, but they haven't fully. Like we were just well, down. We and- all, it was the first time for all of us. And just, mm-hmm. just so that the, the listeners know what, what we're talking about in, in January, High Sierra Snowcat and Yurt invited us to come out on a trip and um, six people could be in the yurt and it was going to be like the first coalition trip that we had done. And so I required vaccines and I required negative tests um, before we all showed up at, at the yurt together. And because it was the first thing with strangers. So, so even though I knew everyone, a lot of you were meeting each other for the first time. And I always forget that at coalition. I'm like, Oh yeah, I've, People don't know it because for so many years now we've been doing these things remotely. So um, everyone ended up being a little bit nervous. And then we got together in the yurt and we started talking about it. And then we're like, oh, we're all nervous. We don't know what people are going to think about us. We don't know if we're going to be able to have the conversations. What if we're socially awkward? What if people don't like us? Like, And it did really take a lot of the pressure off when everybody um, spoke openly about nerves even around are other people going to like me? I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can have conversations with people. I mean, we haven't, I haven't, I've barely put myself out there to anyone in years now 
to have even a new friend of oh, like, you were do like people friend. like me? I don't know. I mean, I know you all tolerate me, but like, do you, I don't know. I am actually so thankful that you just said that. So here's the thing. You are such a like likable, lovable, beyond tolerable human. But this is the other point. You would be the, the lack of um, your presence out in the larger world. That has been something that like you don't. How would I say? How do you recoup that? Because there's so many interactions and cool relationships and fun humans that we often we feed off of, we network with, we learn from. And I think that's a piece that I'm like, I want my, I don't need it to accelerate. It doesn't need to go zero to 60. But I think of some of my very dear and close friends that have helped me in this later, you know, stage of life and some of the friends from 20 years ago that I don't wish any, you know, ill will to, but it's just your, your lives evolve, right? And I'm like, I still want to be open to, to embracing those humans in my life and actually making new friends. I just, I just said that out loud and it feels silly to say, but it's real. I'm like, we deserve that in our lives. And we, we all, um, and I think for me, I'm, I'm maybe even coming to it at this moment. Like you kind of missed that a bit because it was really easy. Like you said, to just not do it. I was like, it's way easier not to, don't have to worry. Yeah. And it was like, there was, for me, um, getting back out in the world. Yeah, dude, like, you know, prior prior to COVID, I had a really public life, you know? I mean, I there was a lot of my, there's personal things that no one ever knows about. Like, like you know, I'm, there, like, you know, people who I'm dating and things like, I don't, I don't really, like, you would never see a picture of me with anyone who I'm seeing. Like, you would never really know about, like, like, you know, think, like, these intimate moments in, in my life or, like, like, the super personal stuff, but... I had like a pretty public life before COVID, lots of public speaking, lots of being at events. Um, and it was nice for two years to be like, no one sees me. No one fucking sees me. No one hears me. Like, it, was, it was, that was really, um, that was a nice break. And now I will say, well, but by the time everybody listens listens to this, this this public speaking of um, engagement that I have next week will have already happened. But like next week, I'm gonna go speak in front of hundreds of people for my first like live public speaking event in years, and that I'm just like, wow, like okay, so I'm gonna be in front of people mm-hmm. again. Can I say the things? Also. <laughs> Have we come to a point where we can say fuck on stage without people being weird? I don't know. I kind of mm. feel like we have, but also have we not? No one knows. Like, what if I'm too much for all of these outdoor executives who are like, whoa, like I don't. And then before times, I didn't give two fucks about it. And then I got to hide and it was great because it was like no one even knew that you were alive. And now I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm putting myself out there again and people are going to know that I'm out in the world and like opening yourself up to that, which is like, you know, why like the, the, the anxiety around making new friends or the anxiety of going out and, and dating again, um, or the anxiety of like doing these public events. I'm like, fuck, like I haven't put myself out there in years. Well, I have three thoughts for you on that is this, whether it's on dating friends or this, um, public speaking event, I feel like the other receiver of the energy is as excited to be in a spot where they're getting a live presenter, right? So there's going to be that kind of reciprocal energetic. 
And the second thing is there were people that didn't like the fucks two years ago, but fuck them. And here's the thing that shirt that I think Lauren made it for your Kenya trip with the asking nicely with the middle finger. I, yes. More listeners can't. That was that, for the Africa. It was the cycling. <gasps> You're yes. wearing it. Oh, yeah, and it is literally like my second skin. And I will tell you, and this is kind of going back to the fuck statement. I, I, I literally don't take it off. Um, well, sometimes I do, but um, that's. Um, we need to bring that shirt back. Okay, again, so since no one can see the video that Jillian and I see right now. It's so Sorry, good. everyone. So like four years ago, I cycled from Nairobi to Cape Town and Lauren, who's our creative director, made me outfits. And one of the outfits was this graphic that had middle finger with red nail polish and it said, asking nicely. Mm-hmm. And I wore this tank top all across the continent. I have photos of myself with rangers with semi-automatic weapons in, where were we? Tanzania or Malawi or something. And they were like, yeah, like they were so into it. And I wore that thing every day. I still have it. It's just worn. So that's true. I have been. Well, we have to bring it back because if mine wears out, I will be. I'll be very sad. I will say I rocked it recently at a Easter egg hunt for like four to seven year olds tubing at Palisades. I skied it the other day. Um, and most humans will pause, look and give me this smile where they're just like, yeah, like, or I've had people look at me and literally like, not that I, I'm projecting a, like a power play, but literally look like, wow, this woman is going to fucking tear me down. I'm out of her way. And I'm like, oh, I kind of like that. Oh, that's fine. So there's, a, I think that's you possible. need to embrace the fuck, give the zero fucks. Cause that's like, just, it's, it's so, it is who you are. Not that you need like a fucking pep talk from me, but I think it is about <laughs> that. Um, the good old V word, right. Um, yeah. putting ourselves out there and then also being willing to, as I'm thinking about, so I almost Googled, I was like, endemic versus pandemic. And I was thinking of one of the reviews that was like, Gorecki loves to Google shit. And I'm like, if you don't fucking Google shit, what, how else are you going to find out something you need in like a point to notice? But we um, embrace the fact that we don't, we just don't give a fuck. Yeah, we don't give a fuck. Okay. Also, I know Jillian thinks I've gotten like all woo woo during the pandemic because I meditate now. And so I have like you all these too much like, like, shit tonight. I will call you on it as like, you know, a, a kind of a flower child stuck in the body of a ski bum and a fucking pissed off person. I'm actually, but you're you know, a New Yorker. You're an East coaster. Totally. It's different, but maybe that's one way the pandemic has, has, has changed us or changed me is that like years ago, I'd be like, fuck everyone. Fuck it. Like whatever. And now I'm like, Hmm. Perhaps I should be thought, all I will say, so one thing, and this maybe we, this could be a whole nother, this could be a whole nother podcast, but I'm going to go there now because it's, we're only at 30 minutes. So I'll just keep going. (laughs) A big thing, like one of the things I've really been thinking about. So I was listening to this podcast, um, been listening to the podcast that I listened to. I'm going to pull it up right now. Oh, come on. So it's the podcast is Festival of Dangerous Ideas, 
And I was listening to um, episode six, which is from uh, last month, that has Roxanne Gay and Kate Mann on it. And they were talking about, um, and this is some, they were talking about this, Kieran Gandhi, Madame Gandhi, who you all should go listen to, who yeah. Jillian and I uh, went skiing a mammoth with, um, lovely human. Um, this idea of like, we know that we have so much change to make into the make in this world. And like, how do you bring people in to be able to make that change? And it's so easy to be reactionary and like, fuck you, fuck this. I'm done with all this fucking noise. But like, what would it look like if we actually, um, you know, approach things with incredible empathy and really like try to, meet people where they're at. Now, I do remember in the car, I was like, Kieran, you're a better person than I am. I don't even know if that's possible. Yeah. But I do think like, I do think that, that the, I do feel like the pandemic certainly softened me in ways of like, it's just not fucking worth it to be that upset all the time about things. And it hasn't lessened my motivation to make change. Like I'm still at it every day, do like doing things and talking about things and working with people. And so it's not like I've taken a back seat. I just have this, um, like, I just don't think I need to be angry about stuff. And like COVID exhausted me. I'm fucking exhausted beaten the fuck down. I don't have that, that energy anymore. Um, and so I think that like, maybe that's where I'm like, oh yeah. Like a couple years ago, you know, I'd be like, oh fuck this. Like, and I'm like, I don't, well, perhaps one way to look at it. Would be- if yourself from a couple of years ago was up above listening down to yourself right now, they would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? But it's like a beautiful beautiful evolution because here's what you just nailed. And I'm sorry to interrupt, but this idea of like, you haven't lost the motivation or the desire for the change, right? So here's the sense. You don't have to do it from a place of anger. We can see it in the literature. We can see it in great leaders where they turn that anger into momentum and activism and and um, vehicles for change, but what if it does come from this place of light and this place of love, this place of self-love, this place of like momentum that actually people are drawn to and not necessarily repelled from? And I think that's a piece, if you can not be upset or not be angry all the time, then you are better able to show up. And whether it's on your yoga mat, on a meditation seat, you show up for yourself, you're better equipped to show up for others. And so we can do, I think that's what you really know. It's not about not doing the work and not being pissed off sometimes, but it's not doing it from a place of um, anger. I'm just not interested in the fight anymore. Like I have no fight left. Like, like, and not like in this, like in the, I just... Like, oh, you want to be dramatic? Bye. I'll see you. Like, oh, you want to argue with me? I'm out of here. Oh, you think there's a debate to be had? No, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just not going to fucking show up. I'm not doing it. And I find that there's like so much, um, there's like so much more that I gain from, you know, being, being with, being like with community and, and, and being with people who are on you know, who are like trying to, trying to make, make change. That's like, I'm just not like 
I don't have any energy to like fight with fight with people or do any of the like I don't know like I feel like all the ski bros right now are like taking this like deep sigh of relief of like does this mean that I don't know no one knows because certainly I do have my days and also when I have a little bit of whiskey things get wild but but it is but I think maybe that's part of that COVID PTSD, you know, is like again reflecting on like fuck, I'm fucking beaten down. I'm 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 still like reflecting on like the struggle that I had that I didn't even recognize over the past two years because I was so focused on keeping these businesses going so that people would have jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, that like you're just like, oh yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck. That was fucking that was a lot. And just like I think being incredibly humbled by that. Um, what is it from the, I think it's the feminist collective that I, that I love, um, hydrate, masturbate, meditate. Yeah. Right there. I mean, daily, daily. Yeah. I think we leave our listeners with that and all that we've given them tonight and hopes to (laughs) give them the, 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 the motivation and a little bit of that, that strength they might need to be like, I need to have these fucking COVID conversations with my loved ones and with my friends because shit is weird. We're still not okay. Um, hopefully you didn't yell at anyone or slap anyone today. Um, and if you did, you know, lovingly apologize and yeah, hydrate, masturbate and meditate. Back to-